Chris stared at herself in the mirror. She let her eyes trace the frame of her body. Watching the pale yellow dress hug her torso and bunch at the waist before flowing down to her feet. Observing how the split in her skirt that ran up to her waist made the gown all the more elegant. Following her figure back up, she met her own eyes. It was finally the day, the day she had been excited for all along. But here she was, going into it all alone. She had contemplated calling Hoziok so many times, but every time she tried, he had put the phone down before she could begin. You don't deserve someone like him, Chris. You had betrayed him, and here you are trying to get him back. Pursing her lips together, she forced on a smile. Her eyes traveled down to the rail beside her bed where Hoziok's jacket hung, and she couldn't help but wish he was here with her. She knew it was selfish, but it was all she could think about. Picking up her clipboard from her desk, she put on a small cardigan before heading down to the door. But when she opened it, a quick gasp fell past her lips as she looked up. Hozyok? His sun-kissed skin still shone as a bleak grey blazer hung over his shoulders, the same shade of pants lining his long legs. Hair of marigold perfectly styled into a middle parting, reminding her of the very first day they met. She couldn't stop the instant fire which began burning inside of her. Hozyok? Hi. He seemed just as breathless as she felt. The sight of him had swept all the air from her lungs, but he appeared to be feeling the same way. What? But I, I wait. Before I say anything else, I really wanted to say that I'm sorry for what happened. I'm sorry that I had done that to you and that I, Chris. You don't have to apologize. He had cut her off, shrugging. Really, I think no. I do have to apologize. It wasn't fair to you and it wasn't right of me to betray your trust like that. I'm so sorry. I really would like to explain myself to you, but I just hadn't had the time in the past few days. I had, speaking of, he cut her off again. We have a ball to go to. Huh? And I'm here to pick you up. She couldn't help but stare at him, confused. Did he forget what had happened? Sighing. He shook his head. I didn't forget, Chris. And don't get me wrong, we still have to talk about it. But tonight, I want to take you to the ball. Dance with you and admire all the work you had put in for me. For all the things you didn't have to do but did anyway. Wait. She raised an eyebrow at him. What do you mean? <sighs> I know that you planned the entire thing and that you wanted to give the money to my father. And I'm so thankful for that, Chris. You weren't supposed to know, she huffed, frowning. I didn't give the boys much of a chance, honestly. I can pretend I don't know. She smiled softly at him. Well, I'm glad you know. It was so hard to keep this from you. You know, you didn't have to do this for me, Chris. You didn't have to do this for my father. Yeah, yeah. She waved him off. So you're here to pick me up? Hmm, nodding. He stepped backwards, finally letting Chris out from her doorway. You're a little old-fashioned around here. I must pick you up before the ball. Is that a rule? She asked as they walked to the elevator. Yes, he grinned, opening his arm up for her to get into the lift before him. The bubbles in her stomach wouldn't stop and Chris let herself bask in the feeling. She missed this so much. 
She missed him so much. A low chuckle sounded from her right, and she turned to see Uziok smiling at the ground hands in his pockets. The elevator opened them, and he stepped out, not before uttering a few words to her under his breath, however. I've missed you too, Chris. Uh-oh. Time skipped. The car ride was quiet, neither one knowing how to break it comfortably. It kept Chris on her toes, however, clutching at the edges of the passenger seat of Ozuk's truck. Internally, her mind was spinning with a thousand different dialogues of what to say to him. Throwing an uneasy glance to her left, she watched him. How did he always have that little hint of a smile on his lips? How did setting her eyes upon him cause a rush of warmth through her veins? How come after all these months of knowing him, she still felt her heart flutter hearing the way he hummed his favorite songs the moment it got too quiet? Great, Ozuk finally spoke. We're not late. Chris blinked rapidly as if that would transport her back to the present moment. Hmm? The woman of the evening can't be late to for her own ball. She looked up to see that they had arrived. During the whole drive, she hadn't been aware of their surroundings. Then realized how far they had traveled. Turning back to the driver's seat, she found it empty, and moments later her door was opened. Ozuk holding her hand out to help her get down. She still wasn't used to his chivalry. Would that mean you were the man of the evening? She accepted his hand and hopped down. Seeing as this entire thing is because of you? My father, he corrected. A grin bloomed across his face and Chris felt her own little garden of him in her heart do the same. Wouldn't that mean my father is the man of the evening? You're right. Chris left herself smile for the first time as they approached the entrance. Yunki and his girlfriend, whom she had met a few days prior, were seated, ready to start accepting tickets. Both their eyes lit up when they saw the pair. Slight confusion in their expressions. Nylia? Ozuka exclaimed, jumping around the table to hug her. I've missed you so much. How are you? Ozuk? Anyone could see how the woman was instantly filled with sudden happiness. I've missed you too. I'm okay. Sorry. I haven't been able to come around for a while. That's okay. I understand. He nodded at Yungi. I'm sure this one tires are you out at home as well. He does. Nylia agreed and Yungi rolled his eyes. Hello, Chris. He huffed, turning to her. How have you been? I'm sure you appreciate me a lot more than my girlfriend and best friend do. I've been. Her voice faltered slightly as she tried not to look at Ozuk. I've been okay. Ready to see the beautiful ball we've been planning. Ah, yes. Jenkin arrived a lot earlier and set up the flowers, so it's all ready for you both. Yungi told them, standing and walking to the door. Have fun. With that, he held into the hand and pushed it open. The town hall was reasonably large, which was helpful as most of the residents were planning on coming. Chris's eyes scanned the space, a gasp slowly leaving her lips. Jungkook had done an astounding job with the flowers, sunflowers lining every desk, flowers over all the handrails while marigolds spilled from the vases on tables. The rest of the boys were in charge of the other decorations and they had followed her directions to a tea. Yellow tapestries hung from the pillars, petals pulled around the stage and gold streamers dressed the chairs. Chris wouldn't be more content with how it all turned out. Turning to her right, she tried to aggard Ozuk's expression. His eyes were full of wonder as they spun around the room. 
twinkling every time he gazed past the flowers. As he turned to the stage, a few strands of hair escaped his perfectly styled form, and before she knew it, Chris reached out to brush that back up. She, however, hadn't become aware of her actions until Hozik slowly turned to her. Her fingers still threaded through his hair. Within the few heartbeats that passed as their eyes met, Chris could have sworn she stopped breathing. The world ceased to exist. Thank you for this, Chris. He whispered, and she tried to open her mouth to reply, but she couldn't hear herself over the sound of her heart hammering in her chest. She knew what she had said, though. Anything for you, Hozyok. Hyung? A voice exclaimed from behind the pair. They had taken a seat at one of the round tables. Naili and Namjoon had joined them as they discussed their favorite books. Hozyok's, of course, was his own father's. Hmm? Both Hozyok and Namjoon turned to the familiar voice. I forgot to give you this. Jungkook slid into the seat right next to Hozyok. Putting a small box in his hand, I made it for you too. So you better use it. Without a further word, he hopped out of the chair and was gone. Raising an eyebrow at the younger boy's back as he walked away, Hozyok opened the box and looked inside. What is it? Chris inquired, attempting to look over his shoulder. I don't know. His voice trailed off as he took in the items inside the box. Because that was a lie, he definitely knew what they were. Blinking down at them, he slowly looked up at Chris. Furrowing her eyebrows, she observed him, and if she had looked away for even a second, she would have missed the way his cheeks suddenly dusted like pink chrysanthemum. Hozyok? Hmm? He cleared his throat, spinning around to face her. I think this is for... us? Confused, she looked inside, and a grin immediately found herself on her face. Inside the box was beautifully crafted marigold corsage, coupled with a boutonniere of the same arrangement. Heaving a small breath, Hozyok held his hand out for her. May I? Chris bite her bottom while filling her heart to calm down as she took his hand. With his free hand, Hozyok pulled the corsage out and slowly slipped it into her wrist. Without missing a breath, Chris took the boutonniere as well, shifting closer to him as she clipped it onto his blazer. Once again, the hall went silent as she lifted her gaze to find him watching her. Neither one of them seemed to be faced by the fact that their breaths mingled together because of the little distance between them, their eyes finding home in each other. In those moments, Chris had forgotten what all that happened. She had forgotten how much she loathed herself and how much she was wishing she could change the past for her actions. In those moments, Chris wanted to tell him so badly that she loved him. She wanted to let him know that he was all she needed. But she held her tongue. Hozyuk finally moved, settling back in his seat properly before a thump on the other end of the table made them snap their eyes away. Uh? Namrin nodded awkwardly. I'm going to see if the boys need help. I'll join you. Leah hopped up too, and they disappeared into the crowd then, leaving Chris and Hozyuk alone to fiddle with their fingers. To you, Chris had tried to speak, but all that came out was a small croak. Do you want to dance? He breathed out a tiny laugh. Thank God, I've been meaning to ask all evening. A wave of shyness washed over her as she got out of her seat, sliding over to the dance floor. Watching as she hated the same, 
However, the poise and attitude he exuded as he did so made her weak. It wasn't the way he walked over to her eyes, glinting with joy and confidence radiating from him, as if he'd done this many times. Who's Yoke? A young woman interrupted as they were nearing each other. Suk, you look amazing. Cat! His eyes smiled too when she saw how excited he was to see his friend. Cat, how are you? Great! His friend returned his smile, turning to face Chris. Hi, I don't believe I've met you before. I'm Cat, Ozik's friend from dance. Dance? Chris turned to Ozik, who couldn't hide the regret painted over his face even if he tried. He resorted to biting his lips, instead trying to suppress his nervous smile. Oh, yeah, you didn't know? Cat asked her, and she shook her head, squinting at Ozik. No, I did not. This man, easily the best dancer I've ever seen. Ozuk waved his hand at her, shaking his head. Anyway, Cat, Chris and I were about to do some of that, so I'll see you later. We should definitely catch up soon, together with Jimin. All right, Ozuk. She gave him a teasing smile as she raised her eyebrows towards Chris. Talk soon. As she walked away, Chris faced him with her arms crossed over her chest, foot tapping against the dance floor. You never told me you could dance. It never came up. He defended himself. Besides, it's not something I go around telling people. I am going to try not to be offended. Please, he scoffed. You could never stay mad at me. And just then, as if it were the most natural thing to do, Ozuk's hands rested around Chris's waist after he had both first placed them on his shoulders. Their positions forced her to look up and grasp his eyes in hers immediately. The warmth of chocolate found her and suddenly she felt seen. He looked at her as if she was worth being looked at, as if she mattered. Despite all she had done to him, when he started to sway her side to side, Chris pulled herself back to reality, back to the town hall. That was when she noticed the song had changed to a much slower tune and she couldn't think back to the last time she had danced with anyone to music such as this. Ozok, she asked, knee-hummed, dropping his gaze from something over her shoulder to look in her eyes. When his eyes droplets of gold pierced through her own, she felt her heart collapse. Every time he looked at her like that, she just wanted to give him her everything. Hmm? Ozok, I'm sorry. She sighed. Cleaning tears threatened to form. Thinking of how amazing this man was, she didn't know where to begin to apologize. Hey, Chris, I said no. I know you said not to apologize, but we both know that's not fair to you. Biting her lip, she continued. Chris wasn't used to saying sorry. Her pride had successfully allowed for her to walk away from any confrontation without admitting that she had ever been wrong. But this was different. She had heard the one person she had grown to adore more than herself. A boxing match between her mouth and her mind. She struggled to get the right words out. The truth is that everyone around me was pushing me to get you to sell me your land. And before I knew it, I thought that was a good idea as well. I was petty. I wanted to show up my acts. And that's why I ended up printing out those documents that you found. I was never going to go through with it. But there were moments when I thought that maybe... If I did so, my father would love me more. None of this changes the fact that I betrayed your trust, and for that, Hoseok, I couldn't be more sorry. He was silent for a while. 
Chris's heart rose to her throat as she waited for him to reply. But he didn't say a word. Silently absorbing all that she had said, simultaneously rocking them both side to side. Thank you. He cleared his throat quietly. Thank you for being honest with me, Chris. I wish I had been honest with you about it from the start. I'm so sorry. You don't have to forgive me, but you need to know that I am very sorry. Hey, Chris, he said softly, it's okay. It's really not, yeah? Letting out a sigh, he continued. You hurt me, Chris, that's for sure. But one thing I've learned from all that's been going on in my life is to live without regret. You should know by now that I'm not the type of person to hold on to something like this, so I forgive you. Besides, in my eyes, planning this huge thing for my father kind of makes up for it. Just a little bit. I will never be able to understand how beautiful your heart is, Hoseok. He smiled at her then, eyes traveling down to the ground between them. By the way, Chris, he spoke again, almost shyly this time. I've been wanting to tell you the entire evening. You look amazing. 